Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today I'm going to be joined by JT. He listens to the Diesel Podcast. He's a member on our Discord, which you're going to see a link on the screen. Also one down below to to join. Um, it's a great place to be able to chat about your comments, Duramax, PowerStroke, a lot of great information and builds you guys are, are working on there. Um, but I wanted to chat with him about his process of buying his first diesel truck, what he was looking for, um, the way that he would use it, what kind of goals that he had for it to be able to you know meet his lifestyle and his needs so it's going to be great to be able to chat with them and hopefully help you know one of you guys out there that is looking into getting your first diesel truck and you're looking at different year ranges different brands and trying to figure out you know what would be best for you guys so it's going to be a great conversation before we get to it though why don't you guys know you can get 20 percent off of kershaw kershaw knives we've had them on the podcast chatted with them before they've got something for every budget whether it's you know everyday carry hunting outdoors fishing tons of different things um if you use code diesel 20 at kershaw.kiausa.com you get 20 percent off site-wide and uh, it's a great way to kind of offset uh you know increased costs and things that are that are going on out there and and who doesn't love you know edc hunting fishing outdoor gear so make sure you take advantage of that uh, you'll find a link down below also on our sponsor page as well you can click right over and you can search by you know different types of opening mechanisms different types of blade material tons of different things so it's a great website i spend a lot of time on there and uh definitely uh you know got some uh, some additions to, to my gear collection so make sure you take advantage of that all right let's get to today's podcast with jt and chatting about his process of you know finding his first diesel truck what he was looking for and how he's liked owning it so far jt welcome to the diesel podcast i'm excited to be able to chat with you today i appreciate you sending me a, a dm on our discord to be able to you know share your story with with your first diesel truck and, and owning an lml and i always love uh being able to help people out there that are listening and they may not have a diesel truck they don't necessarily know what brand they want um you know kind of what year range and being able to chat with you know someone who owns one like yourself and mm-hmm. and see what led you there and what you like about the truck will definitely be helpful so i appreciate your time today yep no problem love, love, love being here <laughs> tell me a little bit about uh you know your your passion for trucks. We chatted a little bit about the pod, or before the podcast about uh, yeah. you know you love you know engines and going fast and, and different things. But what got you into you know pickup trucks? Was it necessity or was it a, you know just a passion or or you know a little bit of both? Uh, I'd say a little bit of both. Initially, I started out um, mostly into rear wheel drive Toyotas from the from uh, the mid 80s to late 90s uh you know some of the nissans uh the rx7 i love that it's a great car uh you know primarily into to to you know cars that you can take to track and race um and then my first truck uh i actually thought it was a 74 c20 single cab long bed uh uh, baby blue and rust (laughs) 350 (laughs) with a turbo 350 transmission um probably the best 200 i've ever spent (laughs) Um, and that just kind of, you know, having the utility to be able to carry stuff around, you know, it it had an eight foot bed. I was carrying around, uh, uh, you know, a couple slabs of marble for the business I was working for at the time in high school, uh, we were renovating the, the new, the new location and, you know, just having that utility, I was like, man, you know, this is pretty cool. I 
I like the idea of not being restricted to a trunk. And then, um, uh, when I was 18, uh, I joined, you know, I joined the army and I've been doing that for the last 15 years. Um, you know, and again, having that utility, I can just load up my truck with whatever gear that I need to, you know, go to work and, and not have to worry about the the space. Um, you know, so it, it's been a big utility thing, but on top of that, every few years I move, uh, because of work and I need to be able to tow a trailer, uh, that's got my entire life in it. So, um, you know, I, I initially started out with an 04 Sierra. It had a five, three in it, a uh, great little truck. I, you, you can't, you can't say anything bad about a Chevy small block. I mean, those, those LSs are just, and, and, the you know, the, whatever then I think it's LM or something like that, but, uh, you know, they're great engines, but at a certain point I realized it wasn't quite enough. And, uh, that was on one of my, uh, one of my longer moves, uh, from Minnesota down to Texas, but I had, uh, taken a detour into Oregon to drop off uh, one of my animals with my, with my mom. Uh, so going through Montana, I hit a mountain that, uh, you know, the you know, tack and speedo, you know, I got it floored and it stays like this going over the entire thing. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> not good. And then getting down to Raton pass on the border of uh, Colorado, New Mexico. Uh, I was telling you earlier that, you know, Florida and tack and speedo are doing this when the speedo starts dropping down and it's just, yeah. it's like, man, I have to get to something bigger. And then, uh, Fast forward a few years later, you know, it's 2020, I'm driving up to work and, uh, I, <laughs> I literally drove the truck until one of the wheels came off and, um, uh, you know, obviously had to replace my, my pickup. Um, then I opted for, uh, I really wanted a diesel. So I was kind of looking around at those, but, um, I wasn't quite sure, you know, which one I'd go with or, uh, you know, maybe I could get it with a gas engine. I wasn't sure. It kind of depended on what I could find. Um, but yeah, I started looking, did some research, listened to a lot of podcasts to include this one, um, you know, and then based on, uh, you know, stuff that I've been told from, uh, you know, a family member of mine that owned a, a part store, you know, who was coming in, coming in the most for parts, um, you know, kind of scared me away from Ford a little bit. And he'd recommend it. He's like, Hey, get a Duramax. If you can't find one of those, get yourself a Cummins. Um, so, you know, I kept looking, uh, kept doing more research. And I kind of landed on the MML because of the uh, the injectors, the PZ, I think it's PZO injectors, where you can have uh, multiple injection events in the same in the same cycle, and that kind of kind of piqued my interest. I was like, you know, this sounds pretty cool. And I looked at the 15. I was like, man, this is this is a really nice body style. Yeah. It's new enough that I don't really have to worry about a lot of maintenance issues yet. Um, but it's old enough that I'm not gonna you know pay an arm and a leg for it. Uh, went through a, a hell of a process actually finding the one that I bought, but I ended up uh, landing on a. Uh, an LML from a place called diesel of Houston. I think I drove out three or four hours there and, uh, um, you know, he tossed me the keys he's like, Hey, you know, this, this is where you're going to want to go on the test drive. And I was like, you're not coming. And he's like, no, I trust you. And I was like, all right, cool. And, you know, I opened up the door and it was just like, yeah, I just knew it's like, you know, you find, you find that one. You're like, yeah, this is the woman I want to be with for the rest of my life. And I, you know, I opened up the truck and was like, mm -hmm, this is it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not going to build it as a race truck or anything like that. Um, you know, I've, I've got my Chevelle that, that I'm going to be hopefully putting on the drag strip once I get it rewired. Uh, so there's no reason for me to abuse it like that, but I do need it to be able to tow my car and I do need to be able to move it, uh, move rather move with it. Um, so that's, that's kind of, kind of how I landed on that and kind of gave me the direction that I'm, that I'm going in with it. It's a really important insight because I've, I've experienced that, you know, myself when I was younger <clears> that I was in college and I lived in uh, in California, and I you know graduated, got a job, and out there the, there are diesels, but at that age it was more so, you know, a five three Chevy or five four Ford or the Hemi was out, and they were fine there. But I remember driving to Colorado, 
And once you start hitting that elevation, like you mentioned, you start to floor it and you're not really going anywhere. And you see these diesel trucks that are just, you know, going up I-70, going over Eisenhower, some of the passes that you mentioned. And you really start to, you know, I started to think, well, if I'm going to live in this area or travel across it, I don't want to have to, you know, go 40 miles an hour up the pass or something like that. So I need to yeah. think, you know, kind of out, <clears throat> kind of outside the box. So I can definitely see, you know, how that fit together. And, you know, with the way you mentioned using the truck, I think that's how the majority of people use them. I think, yes, I, I like the power. I like the 3000 horsepower. I like the, you know, 2000, 2500, but we're really needing these to fulfill a niche that we have, whether it's towing a fifth wheel, using it for work or like you're moving and you need to be, you need to be able to reliably tow, you know, basically, you know, everything to, to go to a different location. So I think that's really going to, you know, hit with a lot of people. Now, as far as with the truck itself, when you got it, was it in great shape, you know, it was maintained or did you have to do anything with it or, you know, go, go through maintenance or anything like that? So initially when I bought it, uh, I was in what I affectionately call the 24% club where the def level always says 24% doesn't go up, doesn't go down. doesn't matter how much you put in there. Um, it just says 24%. Uh, the best I can figure is that it was the something with the batteries like there wasn't enough voltage or something like that i, I don't know i let the factory smoke out of one because i <laughs> i uh i recharged it too many times uh you know with a, a wall charger um but i got a couple optimus put in there and that fixed that i had problems with uh the sometimes when i'd start it like the speakers wouldn't work so like the the dash indicator for when you're turning or you know the radio and stuff like that you just there wouldn't be any sound well when i swapped out the batteries that fixed that um really the only other thing initially that I had was something with the, it says like service, uh, the, the trailer brake service trailer brake. Um, I haven't quite nailed that one down yet. And that's, you know, part of a system that I'm not really familiar with. Um, I I'm betting it's probably a ground somewhere. Cause that's typically, at least in my experience and, and, you know, my life working on diesels and, and, uh, you know, gas engines, um, Typically it's, it's a, it's, it's a ground is the first thing. And it's my truck's an old fleet truck. It had been in for maintenance every three months. Um, but with where they were using it and what they're doing, I can, I can completely see the ground just getting all gross and, and, uh, not making that connection. And one of the things I found kind of with the, the LML in that kind of year range is somebody was asking me recently, um, Hey, I'm in the market for a truck, not a new one. I don't want to step back to, you know, a, an LB seven or something 20 years old, what should I look at when I think of that, you know, 20, 10 to 15 year range, not with any brand loyalty, just, just looking at, you know, what was offered. The LML is really hard to beat with, you know, the power, the refinement, they always have ridden really nice. They have an Allison six speed and some of the other brands with issues with like a 68 RFE or some of the, the six, seven, four turbo issues early on that they had. I think that's why it pulls a lot of people in when, yeah. They don't have that brand loyalty, but they want the performance and the comfort and all those all those things. So I know it's a, it's a question I get all the time, and why I was really excited to to chat with you today is, you know, just to see you know what your impressions are with it. Is it you know has it met your expectations as a a first time diesel owner and what you're asking it to do? You know, daily driving, hauling, economy, you know, passing power, things like that. Oh yeah, it's uh, I've I've driven up to Oregon from from Louisiana a couple times now in it. Uh, made a couple trips out to Georgia for work and, and it's just, it, it, it's a beast. I mean, I, you know, I haven't towed with it yet, but as far as passing people, it's, it's, you know, I would like the throttle to be a little bit more responsive, but 
it, I have no complaints with it as far as performance. It's, it's been a, a solid truck, you know, I pack up, I got, you know, my wife, two kids and two dogs and, you know, we can fit them all in there and everything we're going to need for, you know, a couple of weeks on vacation. Um, and it just, it's, it, it's been everything I've wanted. I guess we'll see. We're moving up to Alaska in a couple months and I, I guess we'll see how it does, you know, driving up there. But, um, I, I don't, I'm not worried about anything beyond, you know, typical maintenance. What's so cool about it though, is there's little things you could do if you wanted to, you know, with mm -hmm. throttle response or just minor things to just, you know, to make small improvements. You don't have to invest a ton into it. Like you had mentioned, you have a, a car that, uh, that you're going to be racing. And I, I think that that's, that's kind of where I, I've seen, uh, not necessarily a split, but a refocus, um, I think is enthusiasts of any types, you know, of automobiles like to go fast or, um, you know, make good power. And it's kind of that separation yeah. of the two where you need this truck to run every day, be reliable. You have this car you're going to take to the track or have fun with. And if it breaks something, it's not going to be fun, but you're not out a daily driver or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly, ironically, that's why, why I bought my Chevelle. I wanted a second car because my truck, my, you know, my Sierra was getting a little bit older. Um, and then I ended up buying something that I not reliable. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, if I'm going to be beaten on something, I don't want it to be my daily driver. So it ended up working out really well with, um, you know, any, any future upgrades you might have, not necessarily related to power, but just like, um, you know, aesthetics or you had mentioned something to me about, um, a seat set up in the back or something, you know, with two yeah. dogs and, and things like that, which always interests me because, you know, the gear truck you have, it's probably my favorite body style of, of, yeah. che of Chevy or GM truck. And you have a truck, you want to go places, people want to go with you. And it's like, well, how do I keep the back seat kind of organized or clean? Or how do I, you know, keep it nice? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. So I ended up, uh, you're going to pay a price for it, but it 100% worth it. In my opinion, I got the, uh, the Carhartt branded, uh, Covercraft seats, the custom fit ones. Um, and then I ended up having, I got those through Covercraft and then I bought, uh, the, uh, door panel covers through uh, a Chevy dealership here. Um, they're, they're not waterproof, but water beads right off it. You know, you can spill something and just like knock it off the seat. It's not a big deal. Um, it's a little bit of, sorry, it's a little bit of a pain to, to install in the rear, excuse me, especially if you, you've never pulled the rear seats out, because that's basically what you have to do. You get them bolted and then, you know, pop it out of the back and then, uh, you know, get everything installed and then get put it back in. Um, some of the trucks, there's a, there's like a latch that you can reach down at the hook and pull it. Mine doesn't have that. So it's like <laughs> this rubber, this rubber deal that like, I, I don't know, there's a, a you know, bracket like that. And the rubber deal like sits over top of it. Um, so it's kind of a pain to get that out, but it's, it, it's worth it. I mean, I don't have to worry about, you know, my kids making a mess back there and ruining my seats or, you know, the dogs. And the big thing for me was, uh, actually the driver's seat because of how dirty I get at work. And then, you know, working on a vehicle, you know, you climb out from under it and like, well, now I got to go test drive it and I don't want to go shower and then get in and then get dirty again. If I have to fix something, you know, I can sit in the front seat all greasy and grimy and it's not a big deal. Um, and I, I, 
do not regret getting those seat covers. They're fantastic. Um, as, as far as other stuff, uh, really, I just kind of want to build it for dependability um, and longevity. I want it to last as long as possible. Um, I don't, especially with uh, the new Allison, that's an Allison, you yeah. know, that, that kind of uh, something about that just rubs me the wrong way. And I, you know, I want to keep this truck as long as possible. Um, one of the things that I've actually got a PPE uh, oil pan for it because in the GM engineers, infinite wisdom decided to put an oil pan in there that holds on to a half quart of dirty oil. Every, every oil change, you know, with the, my gas small block, I wouldn't care. It's a big deal. You know, I've, I, hell I ran it. I think it was like 15 or 20,000 miles. So it was well past you needing an oil change, spent nine months sitting. And then I drove it another 5,000 miles and I was like, Oh, let's add a quart of oil. No big deal. But, you know, with force induction, um, you got to be a lot more careful about that. You don't want dirty oil going through your, through your turbo. Um, so that's definitely something, like I said, I've got the oil pan. I'm just waiting for the, the end of this, uh, oil change cycle before I pop it in there. But, uh, the fuel system saver, I think Exergy makes, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at a lift pump. Um, I actually need to do my ball joints and shocks. Um, I wasn't planning on leveling my truck, but kryptonite sells a, uh, a leveling kit for a really good price. Everything's, you know, lifetime warranty. So as parts start going bad and I have to replace them, I'm going to be putting in better stuff. Um, you know, instead of, instead of making that big investment all at once, I'll be, you know, kind of offsetting a little yeah. bit because I needed to do it anyway. And honestly, that's, uh, it, it's a good way to pitch it to my wife. <laughs> like, Hey, I need, I need to spend you know, a grand or two on, on parts for my truck. Like, why would you do that? Well, I got to fix it anyway. I want to put some better in. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, <laughs> something that'll last longer and, uh, you know, you'll be spending less money in the long run. Well, the aftermarket's so deep for it as well with, you know, yeah. things you may want to do with suspension or, or just little things yeah. like that. It's, it's a really awesome platform to, to get into, you know, to be able to have those options. And there's a lot of great companies out there that make awesome parts to be able to like, just do exactly what you said. Something fails, you can upgrade it with something better and, and keep on going, but you're not you know, necessarily forced to do it you know, right away. I can say, I wish they had those seat covers when I was a kid because sitting in the back of my dad's power stroke, there was no water, no candy, anything spilled. You didn't want to spill anything yep. back there. So, um, that definitely would have made road trips a lot more fun when, when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and my daughter's at that age, she's throwing everything and stuff spills and I'm just like, <laughs> so yeah, no, no worries there. We were chatting a little bit about the podcast and we get questions from time to time about the six, five. And I did an episode not too long ago, um, mm. with a guy here in Colorado that's, that, that's been building them. But I wanted to ask you about in, you know, your job and, you know, in the army and that platform, you know, what is it like? Is it received really well? Is it, you know, what's just, what are your thoughts about it in the vehicles that, that are running that six, five? So I, I, I actually live essentially out of Humvee about two weeks out of uh, most months and mine has a six, five. I know there's a, depending on, you know, what year the, the, the truck was built, it's going to have a different engine in it may or may not be turboed. Um, for most people like doing my job, they don't care. It's what we have. It's what we have to use. It's just, there's, there's no second thoughts about it, but, um, I, I actually really like it. It's been really dependable and, you know, driving it over the last three years, the same truck almost every month. Um, you know, I had a problem where, uh, the injector pump went out and, you know, I, I called up maintenance, they came and towed it back and I got it back the next day. But, uh, that I think I had a problem with the voltage regulator. They came out and swapped that out. 
Um, but the only other thing that I've had a problem with was like a freak accident where a rock bounced up and got in a throttle linkage and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't give it any, just didn't want to go anywhere, but no, it's been a super dependable rig. I, I love it. It's a little gutless sometimes when you're, you know, um, you know, little lips in, in, in the terrain that you're trying to drive over, maybe like a, a log that's down. Um, but you know, with those 35 inch tires that are like way up, I mean, there, there's nothing in front of them you know, whatever you're driving into, if it's low enough, you're hitting the tires first. Um, you know, and other than, other than occasionally wanting a little bit more, more power out of it, it's, it's been fantastic. I love that thing. Super dependable, just, you know, and, and these aren't, this isn't like pavement driving, you know, yeah. this is, this is off road most of the time. And it's, it's just been, it, it just keeps coming, coming back for more. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun zipping around on, uh, on gravel roads with, uh, maybe it's a platform maybe it's uh, i don't know I, I can't tell you what exactly is so special about it but it's it's been it's been a lot of fun driving that truck and i'm really gonna miss it it's the first as, time i've had that to say about a military vehicle too <laughs> as far as the maintenance on it is it something that there's almost a, a specific schedule that it hits where you know there there's parts or, or things that are being replaced to keep it that reliable or is it i'm sure it's a combination of you know maybe both where it's a very stout design a lot of engineering put into it um you know encompassed around the vehicle but i'm just curious about the maintenance side of it if it's more strenuous than say your duramax is or another diesel truck or you know what what makes them so reliable in that application so in a normal unit you're going to do maintenance a lot more you know every monday you're going to be out there looking at you know whatever platform you're on be it a you know a truck or a tank or you know whatever you're going to be you're going to be doing maintenance on it uh for, you know preventative maintenance but with the unit that i'm in and how it's set up and what our what our job entails we like we don't do any of the maintenance i mean we're supposed to check it you know like check the check the fluid levels and stuff like that um whether or not that happens is you know another story but it's pretty much if something breaks it gets fixed you know and it's, uh, you know, occasionally we'll, we'll bring them in for, for inspections where the, uh, uh, again, a, you know, a difference for my unit compared to most, we have civilians that do all the maintenance. Um, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll pull it in for a, a tech inspection or whatever, and they'll go through everything and like, yeah, you know, it needs uh, new blinkers or, you know, whatever it is, and they'll, they'll get it and get it fixed. But for the most part, it's, it's just been a, I think it's just dependability. I don't know if it's, they engineered them better for the military. I know the, the new, the JLTV, I think it is, has an LML and then, uh, the new Duramax in it, um, paired with Allison, um, it's been tuned up by banks, but, uh, it's still, it's, you know, that those have been improved, uh, you know, upon what you'd see in a, you know, run of the mill Duramax on, on the road. But I think these six fives are just, they're, I think they're just like out of the box factory six fives. It's, it's really interesting because I miss that part of, diesel performance i was way too young you know to i, I know banks had a, a a turbo kit for them and some other things and i've never really been around them so i've always been interested in just learning a little bit more you know as far as whether it's in the pickup trucks or in the vehicles that, that you're using because um, i know it definitely has a cult following i know there's there's people out there that love the thing and you yeah, know <laughs> it's a it's it, i can see why um you know, it wouldn't be my first choice, not for a daily driver, but if, if it was just for something I'm running around the woods in, or, um, like I don't wear a tinfoil hat or anything like that, but like, if it was like something crazy happened in the world, you know, yeah. I'd, I'd take one of those or, a you know, seven, three. Definitely. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, th those older ones are just so, 
and one of the things that's always I've always struggled with is, you know, with the new trucks, it's it's this horsepower torque war. It's going back and forth. How much power does it make? And I think back to like a 94 12 valve and 160, 180 horsepower. And like those did the job then, but we're so hungry for the power um, where these older trucks just, you know, they can have this, this simplicity and you know, they might yeah. not have you know the, the, the best power and torque numbers, but you know, you're getting that reliability out of them. And I think that's kind of where it ties yeah. in, you know, with that. I mean, burn me as a heretic, but I, you know, the numbers that you're putting down on the dyno or, or whatever, that's not to me, I don't think it's all that important unless that's specifically what you're doing. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to, you know, be in the parking lot and a guy comes over and we start talking about trucks. Well, mine's better because it, you know, it's got this much horsepower. Like, what are you doing with it, man? If you're just driving to the mall, like who cares? You know, it's, it's, to me, it's all about, it's serving the purpose that it's, that you're using it for. And I think like, I would never hot rod a, a six, five, maybe you can, I haven't looked into it, but for what I want it to do, it, it, it does it. It doesn't ask questions. I know that there's going to be somebody listening that says, Hey, I'm, I've been looking at LML trucks and mm -hmm. I, I don't know where to start. They're not necessarily, you know, an enthusiast to spend a lot of time around it, but in owning one for the time that you have, if you were to advise somebody before they purchase for some things to look for, maybe, um, you know, it's researching, you know, the VIN, the ownership, um, you know, checking out some, some different things. What, what would you tell somebody to, to look out for before they, before they purchase one? I, I would definitely look to see who's owned it beforehand. That was one of the things that kind of, um, I don't want to say put me at ease. Cause like I said, I opened up the door and I, I just, I was like, this is the one, <laughs> um, but knowing that it was a fleet truck and getting to see its maintenance schedule and what it was going in for, you know, that, that gave me some peace of mind. Um, you know, or, you know, as I was looking at other trucks from private sellers, looking at, at, uh, you know, older couples that were like, Hey, you know, we just bought a new one. Don't need this anymore. And this is what we did with it. You know, the chances are pretty good. They're not going to be out hot rodding it and stuff like that. And, um, there's probably going to be less, uh, less problems with it, but that that's one of the first things I look at. And the, the next thing is, uh, uh, the, the emission system, the first, the first LML I went to look at and the one that I drove to Houston specifically for, cause I thought I was going to be driving at home. Um, I opened it up. It smelled like mildew, which was kind of the first thing. I was like, oh man, it's probably a flood truck. I don't think I want this. But then I popped the hood and I was like, wait a second, there's, there's some stuff missing here. And there's a nice shiny plate where, you know, there should be some other parts. I was like, mm, this has been deleted. And then I looked at, uh, the death fill tube and that had been cut. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying this. You guys didn't tell me anything about it. Truck smells bad. Like this ain't happening. Yeah. Come to find out that it's illegal for, uh, I don't know if it's a federally or if it's just in Texas, but it's illegal for, for dealers to sell deleted trucks. Um, and that was a big, that was a big red flag for me too. Like if, if the, the way I see it with a lot of vehicles is like, if I'm going to be doing some like, you know, kooky stuff to it, I want to be the one that's done it and not, not having somebody else having, you know, torn stuff out or like done some weird wiring. And yeah. my car is 100% that like there's awful stuff done to that car that I'm now having to go back and fix. And it, you know, I, I just want something that's stock that I can, that I can mess with. And, you know, I can be the one if, if something bad happens, it's because of me, not because I, you know, bought a crappy truck. That's a really, a really good point because a, a lot of times when people, you know, they find the diesel podcast, they email us or something like that. And you know, I can tell somebody's really excited because they wanted this particular year range truck. And they say, Hey, I found one local. It's got this turbo kit, you know, this transmission, you know, all these things going on. What do you think? And just personally, my first thought is I don't necessarily know, unless I personally know who did it, who did the work. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. I don't know if I want to jump into that because it can. I've seen it just be a nightmare so many times and cost so much money trying to figure that out. Where I'd rather find, like you mentioned, you know, fleet truck where. You know, you can tell by how it looks, what kind of fleet truck it was. Um, you can see the maintenance on it or, you know, somebody just used it to tow a fifth wheel two or three times a year and it's set, you know, in, in a garage. It's, it, yeah. I think it adds to the peace of mind of that purchase. Yep. Absolutely. Now, um, with uh, driving up to Alaska, there's going to be a lot of passage you go over. So you're definitely going to be able to uh, <laughs> test out, uh, you know, how it handles, you know, compared to the to, compared to the 5.3 that you have. I know there's a huge, um, you know, kind of diesel community, diesel, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in Alaska. I have a couple friends who live up there that, that uh, are really into them. So I'm sure, you know, as far as being able to find shops or different things, you know, uh, I know there's a great racetrack up there um, that I've seen. I'm not sure what particular city it's outside of, but um, I'm sure that'll be able to, uh, you know, put it to the test. And hopefully on Discord, you, yeah, you know, once you get up there, let us know how the truck did, you know, on that, yeah, absolutely. Uh, on that drive and, and just what your thoughts are, you know, going through, you know, from sea level to yeah. uh, however many feet above sea level that you go to. Well, on, on top of that, I'm going to have to, uh, prep so my wife's actually got a duramax as well she's got a 22 uh half ton so it's it's got the the, the three liter which I absolutely love that truck it's great <laughs> um but uh i have to prep them both for for uh, essentially arctic weather you know with the getting you know 30 40 below at times um where, where we're gonna be anyway uh you know i'm gonna have to prep them and i have to look at, at uh even small stuff like grease that i'm using whether or not it's suited yeah. for for that kind of uh that kind of weather so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a big learning curve um but i'm looking forward to it i like tinkering with stuff so um but yeah definitely definitely looking forward to that trip and, and seeing what my truck can do finally <laughs> <laughs> if you had to compare i, I just thought of this if you had to compare mm-hmm. your truck to the half ton what would you what do you like better about the half ton if anything or or how would you compare the two Because a lot of people get stuck in that as well where do i need a three-quarter one ton or can i do this half ton diesel which would i be happier with so she she actually wants a full-size duramax at some point um but we don't need one and with what we're going to be towing she's going to be towing my car up to portland or not portland uh but the portland area um, I'm not from Portland, by the way. Just got to put that out there. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's going to be towing the car. We're going to leave the car there, and then we're going to continue on. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking she's going to have less weight to deal with uh, based on what we're packing. So that was kind of a consideration. Like, what are we actually going to be using it for? Do we need that second full size right now? Yeah. Uh, fuel costs. Um, but as far as like the difference in in what I've noticed between the two, like the half ton's pretty zippy. Like it's, it's a, it's a peppy little truck. It's, it's a lot closer to what my old, uh, my old five, three was as where, you know, my, my full size one, like I, I know I have all the faith in the world. It's going to do what I ask of it, but it's huge. It doesn't, I mean like parking for that thing. Like if you ever tried to drive a full size truck into a Sonic, like it's, it's a pain. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's smaller. So like I said, you know, better parking it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it might be faster. I don't know. I haven't really like, like timed it or anything like that, but it's, it's a peppy little truck. Um, it just, it's a, I think a better daily driver, but if you're not going to be towing something that's huge, I think it's an awesome alternative to, to a full-size truck. Um, especially with the mileage that thing gets. And it's, it's, uh, mine's a, uh, 
uh, work truck. So it's like the base model as where hers is, uh, it's like an RST or something like that. So it's got a lot, you know, more of the creature comforts. It's got, uh, heated seats and, and stuff like that. That's going to come in handy, um, in Alaska. Um, and it's, I think that the new, the new one, I was reading the manual, like who, who does that? <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently you don't have to do a lot with it. Um, until it's, it reaches zero, uh, degrees Fahrenheit because there's some, it opens and closes different coolant passages and stuff like that. So the engine can retain, you know, more heat. Um, I think it was saying, uh, saying specifically you don't need the, the grill cover, like I'm going to need on mine, um, until it gets, gets down that low. And I thought that was, that was really cool. Um, or maybe it was, it might've been the block heater that it was saying you don't need to use. I, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look again, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, bottom line, if, if you're not towing something huge, I think it's a great alternative to, to, to getting something big. I, I wish that trend would continue. I, I know, you know GM has the offering <clears throat> Ram does as well. I think Ford stopped with theirs, but yeah, you know, not everybody has a need for a three quarter or one ton, but you want the torque and the economy of, uh, you know, of a diesel engine. So hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they continue to, uh, you know, be out there and, and, uh, maybe be offered in more things. But, um, yeah, like I said, I appreciate you reaching out to us. Um, yeah, for sure. And a lot of the value you provide, you know, on discord with, you know, helping people asking questions. It's, it's really cool to just, um, to learn, you know, there's a lot, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily own one of these trucks or, or I'm not doing this particular build, but, but, uh, there's so many really great stories, a lot of information on there. And, and uh, I know somebody's going to be listening. They're in that market. They're, you know, not looking at an L5P or an LMM. They want an LML and being able to hear from, you know, your story, what, uh, you know, what you like about the truck, the way that it helps, you know, fit your lifestyle and how you use it is going to help somebody make an educated decision out there. So I appreciate your time today, JT, and, and, uh, look yeah, no forward problem. to hearing how you like the trip, uh, you know, from Louisiana up to Alaska. Yeah. I'll let you know. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kiausa.com. Use code diesel20. You get 20% off site-wide. And there's so many products, so many cool things on there. Um, you know, whether you need something for EDC, hunting, fishing, outdoors, they, they've got it for you there. And it's a super easy process to order. I've, I've done it on their site um, before. So, you, you know, you get tracking. You can search for tons of different things based on, you know, what type of opening mechanism it has, blade material colors different uses that that uh, you may need it for so it's an awesome place also want to give a shout out to some of our patreon supporters you guys help us continue to grow continue to do you know better things with our audio video be able to enhance the kind of content that we bring you guys texas diesel supply rights diesel services caleb tyler low a 23 diesel we appreciate your support all of our patreons all of you guys who subscribe on youtube facebook instagram those of you that are on our discord sharing your stories, asking questions, helping people out. If something's, you know, not working right on their Cummins Duramax power stroke, um, there's a lot of great information, you know, and experience. And it's awesome to see, you know, diesel enthusiasts helping diesel enthusiasts. We wanted to thank you guys for that, um, supporting us for six years. Can't believe we're coming up on seven. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys, your passion, your excitement for your trucks and the diesel community in general. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.